Abba, Yahweh. This opportunity to share my brothers and sisters. And you know that there is pain in my heart, sadness in my heart for the things that are going on around us, Father God. But my faith is in you, my trust is in my Lord, and my hope is in my Lord Jesus who came for me, Father God. Stepped down off the throne and set his crown down and his faith in your love for us and him to come and do what he did, be placed in the tomb and risen for our sake. So for the sharing of your word, your truth, your knowledge and your wisdom, for the sake of my Lord Jesus Christ to give that to every person to be able to hear that I can possibly reach they that have an ear let them hear and the eyes to see the spiritual wonder of your majesty Father God Abba Yahweh Aman Yeshua Aman Parakritos Aman so brothers and sisters my heart really aches and it hurts for this nation and what's going on in the world and there are truths that I seek to share but fear is driving these things that are going on truths that I would share of course there were those that would not want to hear this and demand proofs and things that I would have to show and I, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now that uh, I'm not going to deal with this um, in that um, I just want to share that that fear is a liar and he is perpetrating things that are going on and the things that are happening around are a much larger, deeper, darker agenda than what people realize. And what I want to share with you is truth. And no one is more hated than he who speaks the truth. And that was a quote from Plato. One of the great minds from history, but... Brothers and sisters, fear is a pseudonym for the enemy, Satan, the liar. And one of the greatest things that he loves to use as a tactic in attack is fear. Fear is the greatest, greatest prod that can be used against anyone. If you read through the book of Psalms, as I've shared with you before, David wrote many of of these things going on down and it drove him. But he always turned to the Lord and he sang to the Lord, he prayed to the Lord. 
He cried out to the Lord, provoked by fear. But he wasn't fearful. Some people might say that he was fearful, but he wasn't, he didn't, his response to the fear that he was having was to go to the Lord. And this is what we all need to do, brothers and sisters, not to be fearful. And when you become fearful, I've shared with you before that your actions, your reactions, and things happen. And it can cause many, many things. When this, um, when this issue first started, if you remember that people became so fearful of this thing that they had no knowledge of until it was revealed. And panic drove them. There were fights, arguments, vehicular incidents in parking lots at stores. Shelves were being raked from things. And, and people were just... They had no place to store things, but they would take them anyway. And they were stockpiling food that would rot without proper refrigeration clean and putting them in their garage, <laughs> hoping that it would, would last. And people were just throwing away foodstuffs that wouldn't last. And then because a few people had leaked out false information. You had paper products that were not even relative and, and virtually emptying the stores. People were stockpiling and then turning around and reselling to individuals that, for monetary gain. And they were selling it for twice or three times what it was sold for in the store. People were actually buying it. And why do you suppose this was being done? Not by facts, not by truth. And definitely people were not wise in what they were doing. They were being driven by fear. And fear is a liar. False evidence appearing real. And this is what the enemy loves to use. And I, I'm going to share this truth with you, brothers and sisters. And I'm not going to get into this big, expulsive, uh, fact-finding. This is not for a congressional hearing. I speak truth. If you have doubt about what I say, then try the Spirit. And I shared that with you before, brothers and sisters. Truth is a truth, period. And I'm not going to share these things with, with you all just to <laughs> what there would be no gain for me. The gain that I, I would like to have is truth. The agenda that's being perpetrated on the people is for separation. Hunkering down, staying away from one another. And it drives this thing that I... It's hard for me, brothers and sisters, because I see this happening and I I have facts and knowledge 
that I have from schools and what I see that's going on in the world. And here's the thing, too, is I have, I have uh, individuals that are in the health field, and they're doing what they're told to do. They're reacting by what they're being told. But the question that always crops up in my mind is what, what actual evidence do you have other than what you're being told? And they don't have any because it's not being shared with them. And I'm going to share this information. This is factual information. You can go back and look this up and find it. The CDC and the World Health Organization is responsible for taking care of people. Supposed to be. And it was found that numbers of this original natural non-human contagion, which means that the virus in its natural state is not contagious to human beings and has been altered and has actually been known in this country for nearly 100 years. Yeah, you clean all viruses, you take care of things, but this... Um, <laughs> God made our bodies for a the way he did for a reason. Our bodies are to react and expel, thing, expel things that are not belonging there. We get a fever, a headache, sniffles, sneeze, cough for a reason. Our bodies are telling us that something is amiss. But anyway, what I'm, I want to share is that these things that are being told, these numbers, and it was found that, that those organizations are responsible for altering numbers by multiple thousands, by multiple thousands in key locations of this country. And in certain metropolitan areas, the numbers were altered by up to 43,000. Why would this be done? This is done to drive the fear. And it's working, brothers and sisters. People are becoming so fearful of something that God will protect us from. And in the book of Hebrews... And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. That's in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. God made us as a gathering people. He made us so that we would be in fellowship and together. And this, and what do you see going on around the world? It keeps people separated. It keeps people away. It keeps people individual. And it drives reactions that are not scripturally sound. Brothers and sisters, this thing is manipulation, it's a lie. And I have medical professional people 
that are doing what they're doing because they're being told that that's what it is. But, but here's, here's the question that I have that comes up in my mind is, did they do any confirmation? No, they're just doing what they're told. And they see that somebody is a certain way and their supervisor tells them that it is this viral thing. So they, they do that. They, they treat them and take care of them. It saddens me because the compassion that they have in their heart and this thing that they have for other people is being manipulated. And I have seen them just very weakened because their, their, their drive for this compassion and this caring that they have is being manipulated. And it's, it weakens them. And I pray for their strength and their uprightness as I pray for your uprightness and your, your courage God tells us time and time again in the word, be not afraid nor dismayed. Be of good, strong courage, for I, thy Lord, thy God, am with you whithersoever thou goest. Brothers and sisters, we have to be brave. We have to be strong. We have to be inclined to do what our government tells us to do, the elected officials. But brothers and sisters, stay in the truth. Seek the truth. Be in the word of God because God's word is true. Don't react, don't overreact, and don't be driven by fear. Be driven by truth and the love of God, not by fear and driven by the word of the enemy. Satan is driving this, brothers and sisters. I'm telling you that this is being driven for a much deeper and darker agenda than anyone can imagine. And we have to remember too, and for those of the doom and gloomers that will say this about when I share about this, I have a question for you, doom and gloomers, that are going to rely on that. Um, So what you're going to tell me is that, or what you're going to decide is that Jesus Christ is a doom and gloomer, and that the word of the Bible that God authored was penned by a number of men and women, but you're going to tell me that the word of God is doom and gloom. So, brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ said himself that before the Son of Man returns, that it will be as it was in the days of Noah. He 
he shared that before he comes again, it will be like unto the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, before the flood came, there was deceit, hatred. There was so many. If you look around, if you read the story of Noah, you will see that what is happening in the world today is just what was happening there. People claim about the revelant nature of the Bible, <coughs> pardon me, and that it must be rewritten for relevance. Well, brothers and sisters, I share with you, and I've shared other scriptures with you, that the word of God is as relevant today as it was when it was written. And there are certain passages that I have put over in the side where I have written USA. You know, when the prophets speak about the nation, they're talking, of course, about Israel. And I have put over in the side, I just put USA in there. And if you read the passage in, instead of saying the nation, that you can put that in there. And actually it works for pretty much any country in the world. But when you when you put that in there, it is so revealing. But back again in Luke 17. The disciples were pressing Jesus, were talking to him, and they were, were pressing him for information. And Jesus Christ was teaching by parables and different things that were going on. And when he was, <laughs> when he healed the leper, there were 10 lepers that were healed. In Jerusalem, 10 lepers were healed, but only one came back and threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus, were there not 10 cleansed? Where are they? Where are the other nine? They left. But this one came and gave glory to God and Jesus told him that his faith had made him whole. Our faith in God is the saving grace that he provides for us in the midst of all these things that are going on. In Luke 17, when the disciples were pressing him for information, when are you going to come? What, what are you talking about? You're going to leave and, and come back. What? We don't understand. And they press and they press and they press. And he told them, as he said unto the disciples, this is starting in verse 22 in chapter 17. And he said unto the disciples, the days will come when ye shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and ye shall not see it. And they shall say to you, see here, see there. Go not after them, nor follow them, for as a lightning that lighteth out of the 
<clears throat> one part of under heaven shineth unto the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. But first must be suffered many things and be rejected of this generation. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's talking about the rejection of himself by men, of course, what they did. And he came speaking truth, knowledge, and wisdom of God the Father. Everything he spoke of and taught was come from the Father. The only begotten Son of God sharing that word that comes from God the Father. And yet those who were claimed to be these profound scholars of Torah and the Scriptures did not even recognize. And Jesus Christ rebuked them and chastised them as well and admonished them and told them right to their face that you claim to be scholars of prophecy and yet you don't see the truth and it stands before you. Their arrogance angered them and drove them to do what they did to the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, part of the plan and, and knowing that they would be this way. Brothers and sisters, I tell you that this thing that is being driven on us is being driven by arrogance and darkness, but of a much darker place than what we can imagine it's being. That is truth, brothers and sisters. It is truth. Don't be fearful. Be strong. Be brave. Seek the Lord in all his things. Continuing in verse 26. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, and they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Brothers and sisters, we don't know when Jesus is coming back. That is known only to the Father. And Jesus Christ told his disciples and shared with them that not even angels question God or ask about when Jesus is coming back again. They know that it's coming and they know that God is governing that time. The problem that we have with many things that come from the word of God is that we try to figure it out and we try to analyze it with our finite minds. We lose spiritual sight or we leave spiritual sight out of it. And in Luke 21, Jesus Christ also for the edification. And he's explaining more of these things that are all coming in the pressing and the hatred 
of the truth and the knowledge of the word of God and the truth being shared and that those of us that are bound by the contract that we have signed with God and I've shared this with you before I signed a blank contract to be about my father's business and there might be those who in their right mind in this temporal plane of existence that we're on would sign a blank contract no one except my faith in my God I signed a blank contract with a pen that he handed to me that was filled with the blood of my Lord Jesus Christ who came for me. Of course I signed that contract. How could I not? How could I vaunt myself to be higher than my Lord and not be about my father's business? Which means that I must have faith in him, that he will guide me through the Holy Spirit. He will teach me. Brothers and sisters, I'm gonna share this with you last night. Uh, at my job, I had I had an incident that took place, and this was clearly. Here's the other thing about faith: you have to have faith that the detour is the road, it is the path, and then God knows what lies before and ahead. And sometimes the delays are for our protection, but in our finite minds, we gripe and grumble. So I missed a turn. A lot of new things going on in work and uh, missed a turn and wound up having to go back. And I was starting to become a little agitated and rattled. But then I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit was in my heart and calmed. And I said, thank you, Lord. And I trust. And got right back exactly where I was supposed to be and on all the path. It was a little bit of a circle. But here's the import of this. When I got to a location farther down the road, there was a bridge over a branch of the river. And there's normally four lanes. There's only one all the way over to the left and there were vehicles up against the, I, I have no idea what happened. Um, there were fire apparatus that were parked at a way to block off the lane. There were a lot of police vehicles on both sides. Had I done and not missed that turn, I would have been, based on the timing and, and everything that was going on and, and certain pieces of knowledge that I have, um, I would have been right smack in the middle of whatever took place there. And just based on what I was observing, it, it was not a very good thing. I don't know if there were injuries. Uh, I didn't see any ambulance, but they may have left already. I, I don't know. But what I do know is that if I had been there and done everything that I was supposed to and not missed that turn, I would have been right smack in the middle of that situation. And brothers and sisters, there are others that are with me that rely on 
being kept safe. The Lord, my God, took me on a detour and the detour was the road. The delay caused by that was my protection. Lord, God in heaven does that for us all the time. Stop trying to figure things out with our finite mind and thoughts and trying to figure things out. God's knowledge and wisdom and his love for us is far beyond anything that we can imagine. Not only the love of God and the peace of God that passes all understanding, that goes for his love, the peace, his protection, and things that he will do that are beyond anything that we can imagine or figure out. It goes beyond that. We have to trust in the Lord. The Lord God will take us through all things. And he tells us, in verse 17, he says, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but there shall not an hair of your head perish. In your patience possess ye your souls. And when ye shall see Jerusalem encompassed with armies, then know that desolation thereof is nigh. Brothers and sisters, are we not encompassed now, surrounded by things that are going on, and know that <laughs> know that things are coming close, but be mindful and be watchful for the truth, brothers and sisters, that Jesus Christ, our Lord, that God, our Father, is with us in all things. Though things on this temporal plane may depart, may end, we are promised eternal life. And brothers and sisters, when Jesus talks about this, not a hair on your head shall perish, remember there's a difference between the word death and perish. Perishing is not dying as we understand dying. Perishing is the eternal separation. That's what the word perish means, biblically speaking. Death is merely a portal. And remember in the word, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Our Lord God is at the entrance and he's at the exit. Remember, valley is open on both ends. It's a geological depression in the, in the earth, but it's open on both ends. You have canyons that are closed in and you have a box canyon, which has no exit. And there's a difference. A valley is open on both ends. It has an entry and an exit. And death is merely a valley and it's an entryway. And God is with us always in all things, brothers and sisters. And in that writing that David, I will fear no evil. 
fear is a powerful prod. I've shared this with you before, brothers and sisters. It's powerful. It drives actions, reactions, treatment of others. And <laughs> quite honestly, when I was watching these things go on, I was just, it was defying logical reasoning. There was no logic to anything that was being done. People were fighting over objects in the store. The last package of anything. And then they took this up and wound up throwing the stuff away because they had no way to preserve it. They had no refrigeration of the things that they were buying. They were going to try to put it into their garage. And then you had people that were going out and buying deep freezes and, and refrigerators. And they were putting two or three refrigerators in their garage and, and deep free. And they were just stockpiling. It was silliness, driving, anger, reactions, and spending money that they really didn't have to spend, but they were, and people actually had, there were stories that, that people had emptied their accounts to go stockpile things that they were going to throw away anyway. Fear is a very powerful tool in Luke 21 Jesus talks more and he talks about the things that are coming he talks about in verse 22, for these be the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled. And he talks continually about there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, the stress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up. Lift up your heads, for your, your redemption draweth nigh. Brothers and sisters, why are there those out there that talk and have used the term doom and gloom? That's pathetic. That's pathetic. I admonish those, if you're listening to what I say, I admonish you. And yes, I chastise you for that terminology. This is the word of God. This is my Lord Jesus Christ who is speaking these things to his disciples. And you call them doom and gloom? How dare you? It is the truth of the word of God that he sends these things and Jesus Christ himself taught these things. Lift up your eyes and look to those things above. If you call it doom and gloom, I dare say that your heart is in the treasure of what is here on this temporal plane of existence. Your heart is in that and not in the word of God and not 
in faith in God and not in the Lord Jesus Christ. You are offended by what I say? Remember, I've shared this with you before. I don't care because the validation of my truth comes from God, my Father, and honestly, truthfully, and not with any animosity, I don't care because the validation of mammon is not that important to me. That I do my father's business and am about my father's business, that is what is important. And if it is that I would admonish and chastise some that would call these words of truth from Father God and Jesus Christ's only begotten Son, doom and gloom, then shame on you. Get back into the word. Seek his face and get your heart out of the temporal plane of existence that we are on. We are here temporarily, brothers and sisters. Really that you would have a decision that this is so important to you that you would call the word of God and use the term doom and gloom and that you would be afraid to study the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation in certain Bibles is called the revelation of Jesus Christ. That is what the book of Revelation is about. If you read and study the book of Revelation and the visions of the churches that were given to John while he was on the island of Patmos were given to him by Jesus Christ. And the word apocalypto, Greek word, just simply means the unveiling or revelation. That's all that means. It's not this Hollywood thing where everything is fire and destroyed and exploding and you have these machine-like creatures coming in and shooting up everything and destroying everything that's here. That's not what that's about. Sadly, yes, there will be some death, but those that's the foolishness and trying to hold on to this temporal thing. And, and I've shared with you, brothers and sisters, oh, whoever has the most toys at the end wins. Uh, really? And what are you going to do with all of those possessions, those temporal possessions? You have these sports figures that get these astronomical amounts of money and yet you have those that are putting their life on the line for this very country and for the very existence of those people that they go and sacrifice their time away from their family and their children and many come back draped underneath the flag that is so disrespected and they will never see their children or their family or loved ones again until that time in heaven when they're reunited and I pray that they're their hearts are right. But brothers and sisters, those men and women are paid not at all. But entertainment, and you have these that are in sports that are paid astronomical salaries. And what do they do? They treat people rudely and harshly, meanly, arrogantly, and there are some that are really good. They share their money with, with beneficial programs and they help. But there are so many more 
that are rude, arrogant, nasty, and try to get away with everything and anything that they possibly can. And all they are about is possessions. Possessions. Having the most of possessions. It's a sad thing, brothers and sisters. It is a sad thing, and we live in a broken world. We do, and the Bible says so. But here is the important thing, that we need to hold on to our faith and seek that rock, that rock of Jesus Christ, our anchor, the truth that we have in in that, brothers and sisters. We have that. And that is written up in the word. And I'm going to share something that was in some of my study materials that I had pulled up this day. Walk with me along paths of trust. And that the most direct route between points A and B and the life journey is the unwavering trust in me. When your faith falters, you choose a trail that meanders and takes you well out of your way. You'll get to point B eventually, but you will have lost precious time and energy. And as soon as you realize that you wandered from your trust path, look to me and whisper, I trust you, Jesus. And this affirmation will help you get back on track. Brothers and sisters, we need to stay in faith. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. Isaiah 26 and 4. And those who know your name will trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. David wrote that in Psalms 9, 10. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior, my hope, is in you all the day long. Uh, Psalms 25, 4 through 5. Trusting in the truth, brothers and sisters. You notice that in what I've shared with these scriptures that they talk about trust, they talk about truth, they talk about looking to where that comes from. doesn't come from mammon. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. All of these things that I've shared with you before. Lean not into our own understanding. Jesus talks about when um, the disciples will be taken and pulled into the synagogue to be questioned as he was, he says, don't look for an answer. Don't look for what to say or think about what you're supposed to say. The Holy Spirit will give you response. Just speak the truth. Brothers and sisters, that's all I do is I speak truth. I speak from the word. If it wasn't true and it wasn't meant for goodness, 
then the Lord would not allow me to share this. He allows me to speak what I speak because it's truth. And when I pray this, <laughs> I pray even before I pray with you, brothers and sisters, that, that God is guiding, the Holy Spirit is leading. And I thank him for allowing me to continue to be a conduit because what I share with you, brothers and sisters, is coming through me. It's not from me. Some of you might not understand that. It's coming through me and not from me. Just like when I share with those that are in need and sometimes I give to them and sometimes I don't have to give to them because quite honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm in our world beyond where I should be in the working However, due to my foolishness and things that took place and circumstances, there are consequences to that. And part of that consequence is that I have to continue and be working and where I am, except I, I'm not being robbed of the joy of the Lord. I refuse to allow that to happen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And looking around, as I have shared with you before, that, that what I decide is my need is more of a want. God knows what I need and provides that. Brothers and sisters, I love you. You have a blessed day. Be encouraged. And again, for those of you that decide that certain things are doom and gloom, shame on you. This comes from the word of God and the truth that I share with you is from God. It's not made up stuff. I don't make up anything just to elevate myself and put myself above anything. But what we have a tendency to do in this plane of existence that we're in, if somebody else has more knowledge, that doesn't necessarily make any other person stupid. That just means that they have a lack of information that that other person may have. But in our finite minds, we start to resent that person. And resent because they know something that we may not know. And that tends to bother those of us on this plane of existence. But And I have learned, and through the study of the Word of God, not to allow that to happen. And we have to work on not allowing that to happen. Remember, Paul writes in, in most every one of his letters... When he writes to the churches and to his, uh, to his students and things, he reminds them that we have to practice and we have to study. Is a study to show ourselves approved? It doesn't just happen, brothers and sisters. I've shared this with you before. Accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, faith in God, and letting the Holy Spirit to guide us. There are many things that try to shake us and rattle us off this path that we're on. And the closer that we get to God, the more the devil and his minions come at us and tries to knock us off this. And I, I look and I'm thankful for the things that happened to me. I have to be. At first, I, you know, it troubles me and I feel shameful when I allow a slip. But then I start to pray about it. And I have to be thankful because God's grace and mercies forgives me and he loves me. I am his son. I'm an heir, a joint heir with Jesus Christ in the estate and the kingdom of heaven. 
and he loves me. And then I get my I get my mind right. You have to be in the mindset. Meditate on the word of God day and night. The Bible tells us to do that. And then it's not sitting down in the lotus position and got your thumb touching your middle finger and and doing some kind of chanting and humming. That's not meditation. Meditation is separation from any distraction, disturbance, loud noise, or anything that goes on around us in the world. And just quiet time. And just think about the Lord, about scriptures that you may have memorized. Focus on him. And meditation can even be opening the word of God and just staying in the word of God and think about that and and study that word and drive that into your heart. So brothers and sisters, I love you. We have to practice these things. We have to study these things. <clears throat> be not fearful. Be not afraid, brothers and sisters. Don't let this thing that's being pushed on everyone out there drive you by fear. There are other countries that are, it's very sad, but it's also spoken of in the word of God and by the Lord Jesus Christ. Be watchful, be mindful, keep the wicks trimmed and the lamps filled with the oil. And I shared that before when I was doing that sort of thing in the military, that that was what I was in charge of doing. Keeping the watch and making sure that those things that we had to have were ready. Are you ready? I think it's a great thing. I mean, it, it's sad that not everyone can go, but about our father's business, brothers and sisters, we have to share this word and everyone has an opportunity to be able to receive salvation through Jesus Christ, faith in God, and guidance of the Holy Spirit. That's our Father's business, and that's what he wants us to be about. I love you, brothers and sisters. Have a blessed day.